Welcome one and all to another wonderful rendition of the Soundcheck Podcast, where three men speak easy in a shed slash pub about all things music related. Good afternoon. Get ready for another rendition. Hold on to your ears. Here we go. Well, this could get a bit naughty. Ooh. Well, no, not really. Oh, right. Nice to have you with us. You know what to do. Ring, like, and you know all the things you need to do. So get on with it. I read something this week, and I've not heard this before. So I, I was just fascinated by this because I didn't know that. Well, I'll tell you the story. Chris Hines from The Pretenders, their first hit back in the day was. What was uh, their first hit? Was it 19. I'm going to take a guess, 1978. Yeah, I think you're right there, yeah. actually. Yeah. Stop your sobbing. All right. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I, don't, I think it was. A, the sound about seventy-eight. Yeah. What's what's, what's hit again? Seventy-eight. Okay, I'll do it. hit again. Yeah. Back in seventy-eight, they had their first hit with "Stop the Sobbing." Now, a lot of people thought it was "Brass in Pocket," but it weren't. It was "Stop Your Sobbing," and I didn't know. Wait. That, sorry. Sorry to, to, to interrupt you. Is is that the song? It's like "Stop Your Sobbing Around." No, stop sobbing around. Right. I've never known what they were bloody saying. Sometimes somebody ran. Well, it's like a stutter, isn't it? Yeah, but I, well, I didn't know that. But I, I didn't realise that the song was actually called Stop Your Sobbing. Yeah. I just thought, uh, whenever you, it comes on, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's one of those songs that turns up on BBC Radio. Is that a misheard lyric? <laughs> Nobody knows the words for it, but it's actually... No, I don't think it is actually words. I think it's like a lot of Elton John's songs now don't contain words. <laughs> they contain grunts. He's done away with it. He's done away with it. Yeah, I can't remember Without well, a tiny answer, <laughs> but he does that now, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he's forgotten how to pronunciate. Pronunciate. Bob, Bob, Is that because he's on the Yellow Brick Road? Wow, he's on the he's on the, he's on the last furlong. I think that's where it is. He's he's going the tour of it's on a last stand- dates in different places. It's the Stanalift tour. Stanalift <laughs> Road. <laughs> going now. <laughs> Goodbye, Stanley Road. <laughs> Although I never knew you at all. Yes, a bit weird when he says I'm still standing because he's not. Not no more. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Pretenders. <laughs> Goodbye, Norma Jean. <laughs> what was that one he did about someone leaving? The... How did he come up with that one? Daniel is leaving tonight on a plane. Well, he didn't, did he? He just wrote the melody. Right. He wrote the melod- melody. And and. He never wrote the lyrics. I don't know who wrote the lyrics. Oh, he was a so a lot of people don't know this, but he is part of a, a writing duo. So his friend. Oh, I know he is a writing duo. Yeah, with his mate. Yeah, he never wrote the lyrics. He just wrote. He writes the 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 the, the melody, the, the music, and okay, I'll reword that then. How did his mate come up with that? Oh, using the power of imagination. Daniel is leaving tonight on a plane. Uh, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no, no, but again, what about a roofer? No, a roofer. A roof of Franklin. <laughs> if I was a bricky, but then again, no. I would a plasterer. Uh, okay, let's begin. We're Be- getting electrician. Be- beyond ourselves now. Beyond ourselves. <laughs> no, and, and anyway, Chrissy Irons, she'd had this sit with Stop Your Sobbing, the one you can't pronounce or revert the words to. That's the one. That's the one. And, I, and I'd forgot that she'd brought that out before. And I, I'm, I'm still confused by that because I, I think it, I always thought it came after Brass in Pocket. But they might have released it twice. I don't know. don't know. Anyway, what I didn't realise was it was written by Ray Davis of the Kings. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, indeed, sir. Yeah, I didn't know that either. No, you can do that again. Oh. There you go. Wayne, can we have one? No. Okay. Ooh. Uh, too late, too late. <laughs> too camp as well. Yours were too camp anyway. <laughs> well, yours should be followed up by Matron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Ray Davis that actually wrote that. And apparently that track comes from their first album. They actually recorded that on their first album, which would preempt by about 10 years probably. Uh, and I also didn't realise that them two were in a relationship. Oh. Uh, again with you. Oh. Yeah, they were in a relationship. That was so, both bossy, though. <laughs> that was a war. <laughs> so much so that they turned up to the magistrates to get married. They decided to get married. So they knew each other? Well, they did know each other. It was a bit of a loose relationship, but they did decide to get married. And it was Guildford Magistrate Office, and, and they'd been arguing all day, and it had been raining all day. And they're both feisty people, shall we say. Yeah. So they both had very strong opinions about each other and they'd been arguing all day and Vince it all all came to a head and they walked into the registrar office and he says, You two have to leave. You're not getting a license. Oh. Come back when you you've sorted your problems out. And he won't issue them with a marriage license. So they never got married. Yeah, he, he won't marry him. He won't give him a license because they, they were just arguing all the time. And they arrived arguing and they left arguing. Yeah. And they went home in separate ways and went back to the flat where they both lived at the time. And he arrived back with her as if nothing had happened. She walked in and as if nothing had happened. Different times. Well, you know, a different planet, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the relationship didn't last. The registrar was right. It, it didn't last. Two years later, she's married Jim Kerr. Jim Kerr from Simple Minds. Although, having said that, there must have been something in the relationship because she did have a child oh. with uh, Ray Davis. Uh, and then two years later, she married Jim Kerr and there was a child involved there. Me thinks she just liked having children. Or. Or. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be? Uh, she liked bouquets. Bouquets, uh, yes. Uh, flowers. <laughs> Parties. And the after effects of oh, parties. Well, religious ceremonies. Yes. <laughs> like baptising. Yes. The Sunday morning hangover. <laughs> Nothing quite says happy holidays like a baptism. Nothing quite says like a failed marriage, I love you. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry for all those uh, oh, children from there. broken homes. No, no, but somewhere online. There's some apocryphal eulogy there, and it's like, oh, don't go to a magistrate in Guildford. That's because he won't marry you. No, if you're not. <laughs> oh, no, don't turn up with mascara down your face. On oh, a happier yeah. note, I have a little bit of information. Oh. So, Sotheby's are doing a, another so Sotheby's special. A Sotheby? It sounds like a butcher's. What is this? We into the barbecue season. Yes. 12 sausages yes. for a pound. You can. You can get three pork steaks for a fiver. Uh, <laughs> well, we're entering the barbecue season, aren't we? So it's got to be something to do with that. Right. So they are apparently after 30 years of being dormant, they have decided to sell Freddie Mercury's belongings. Oh, right. I heard about this. Right. Yeah. Well, his cats have died, right? They're, well, yes, you can just buy the skin. The skins. They've been turned into slippers. Apparently. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. There's 1,500 items on sale. Yeah. They will be going uh, under the Amaret Sotheby's, I think, in September of this year. Well. And the the big the big points of people that's in, of, of interest are the handwritten lyrics to We Are The Champions and Killer Queen. Right. Okay. Okay. But isn't there also a pair of his pants yeah his shorts yeah they've already been sold they've already been sold sold today yes they went for eighteen thousand dollars i believe yeah what this makes me think today being the would they be like the shorts from from a crazy little thing called love where yeah. he's like a biker guy where he's where where he just he's just got these are the, are the leather i don't know i think the leather this is more your more your thing yes, wearing than it me is. It's, it's, he it it's, is it is something like where he used to wear yellow shorts and stuff but no like, these are i think the red here's the question what if you could pick now if i said all right you can pick anything from freddie mercury's um, you know, memorabilia. Yeah. What would you pick? I would pick one of the ladies from Bicycle Race. Bye. Okay. I would pick. <laughs> no, but like you know, seriously. I would pick. pick the, 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 I would pick his yellow jacket. Is he, oh, good choice. Iconic. See, I, yeah. I was gonna go for. Do you know that? Um, I thought that, that yellow jacket was brilliant. Do you know that song yeah. where it, it, I think I can't remember if it was a solo song, but I like to refer to it as "Mean Old Lady." <laughs> mean old lady. <laughs> mean old lady. I ain't got no time for no monkey business. <laughs> for, for me, no ladies. And he's wearing like a, a jacket with like little shoulder to Yeah, epaulets on it. Epaulets, yeah. Um, from the Me No Lady music video. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty cool jacket. Wouldn't you oh, like to bid? Half microphone stand. Wouldn't you like to bid on the miniskirt that he wore in? No. No? You know where I'm going with this, don't you? I don't. No. <laughs> okay. Well, what is Vest at White uh, Live Aid? Yeah, that that must that's, be worth a fortune. That stink. That yeah. must be worth a fortune. Stink of money. No, but that stink that white vest that he wore at Live Aid, or even the Adidas trainers he wore at Live Aid, that's got to be worth. No, I didn't have socks on. Sorry. I didn't have socks on. But again, what does that mean? Brokers and all that. No, but like ag ag foot. again, that, we're that... not going to wear them, Wayne. You're just going to own them. Freddie Mercury is half stick. Do you know when you take the the microphone stand out, like when you extend it or that, is, it? that happened by accident, didn't it? That no, but that was his thing. So that yeah. one that he used at Live Aid, he took it. You take it all out, and he's got like the half stick yeah. microphone. It... it broke his microphone stand at one of gigs. I think it was the old rainbow theater or something like that and his microphone stand broke so he just continued with the half a microphone well, it's, stand. A, it's a great look but imagine that one at live aid if you could buy that yeah that exact microphone yeah. as well i think i think that's there's certain things like that that are going back to one of our previous I mean, podcasts, the, that are iconic these items might be at sotheby's i don't know he just said there were a thousand who collects these the pieces? mustache yeah, the most who collects these pieces? pieces where, where have they been kept comes complete with the lips i don't know Apparently, it, are they from uh, a private owner? No, the the oh, sorry, the no, they are still in his um apartment in London and they've been there untouched for 30 years. Dusty. And then his estate has now decided that, yeah, perhaps not to. Is it Mary, his ex wife? He, did, he didn't say, he just said that. Did, was, the, did he ever marry her? No, I don't think no. he did, did he? Mm. No. But, 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 I'm sure they called her Mary, though, didn't they? You, you're laughing at me, Wayne. I don't know. I, I'm wearing a silly hat. I'm glad we're not filming this. Yeah, <laughs> take your silly hat off. <laughs> Are okay. you wearing a beef eater in a shed? <laughs> no, I, no. Yeah, I, I can't remember a second name, but I think I'm sure. Yeah, first I mean, she was Mary, Mary yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it, they were almost like come along man and wife. Yeah, obviously they weren't, but they were. No, yeah. but it's like Ellen John, he got married. Well, he did. He got married. Yeah, yeah, I know. Legally but, like, married. I think Freddie Mercury was, was a bit more oddly deeper than that. But Yeah, it, uh, were, it, were, it were. Yeah, tenuous. I think Elton John's more like, if, if I was a straight man, but then again, no. No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> so, how did we get down that to carry on line? How did we get down that yellow brick road? I can't comment. So, yeah, Ray Davis. Ray Davis. <laughs> yeah. So, I never knew a lot of things about Ray Davis. Uh, but then again, no. No. But then again, no. So, what okay. About um, what is... No, I read this this week, and this might... You might get this, actually. What is the official most played record of the last 70 years? 70 years, mind you. 70 years. 70 years on BBC Radio. What is the most played record over the last 70 years on BBC Radio? Yesterday. There's no prize involved. Yesterday? Oh, the... oh, crap. You've read it already? No. No? I know it's the most covered... Isn't it's it? the most covered song, yeah. I'm going to go with. Can I have a clue? You can have a clue. I'll go with Money for Nothing. What? Actually, he's 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 good, isn't he? No, he's not that good. Uh, let's have a clue. A uh, clue. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me give me a minute here, because I've got to. I'm going to think about it. A uh, clue. Clue. And then we'll cut so it's as a clue. <laughs> You're going to have to do a lot of editing here because an hour and a half later. <laughs> um, no, no clue. No, you've got to give us a clue. Okay. Either that or we Google it. Oh, well, you, no, we can do that if you wish. <laughs> the lyrics make no sense. Is it male or female? What area? Was group. It? Group. Group. You will say the lyrics make no sense. The band would say, well, they do slightly. But it is slightly... Is it an English group? It's an English group. Yeah. Are they big? Um, or was they big? Are they still going? No. They might be doing it in some form, but I don't think so. Is it the Beatles? A lot of people have covered this song. Right. A lot of people. Is it have a this Hard song. Day's Night? No. Is nothing it? to do with the Beatles. All right. Is it. Um... A lot of people have. I think the last successful copying of this version might have been done by Annie Lennox. Oh. Um, a white shade of pale. Correct. A white shade of pale is the most played record on, for the last seventy years on BBC. I on BBC, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, so well, do I. you can find it as hard to believe as you wish, but that is true. Here's a little thing for you though, and I can't quite remember it, but I'm going to take a guess. 1988. What? That's it. What? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to say this. 1988. There's a big year in music because 1998 had, I think it was 33 number one top hits consisting of Michael, Michael Jackson. Okay. Tina Turner. Yeah. And, and other people. Apparently it's like a bit like, it's a, a, a record sort of like year for a big one year. Like, like, as in like some artists would have had like X amount of weeks at number one sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, apparently one of the reasons why eighties can be revered has the a golden year a golden year for pop industry is because of 1990 and uh, 1988 right and it's a succession of smash hits okay 
That's it. So I've got. Oh, all right. Okay. All oh, right. So I thought it would leave. Yeah, yeah. That's it. not relevant to the wide shade of pale. No. No. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Apology accepted. Uh, yeah. No, no. I was just, I was just contributing to a little bit of music facts. I was going to try and, and I couldn't quite remember the whole fact. I, I, if, yeah. No, you lost me completely. Okay. I was going to try and tell you some of the lyrics of Wide Shade of Pale, but I thought if, if I told you any of them, great track. Yeah, if I told you any of them, you would have got it instantly. Is it about the vampire? Blues, wasn't it? Isn't it Moody Blues? No, it was. <sighs> Why well, can't remember? I can't remember now. Is it the, is the people that said night song? Is it the people that sung? Oh no, they did, no, they did, no. Moody Blues did. Um... It was released in 1967 by Proco Horn. No, Proco Horn. Yes. No, yes. yeah, Proco Horn. Proco did it. Yeah. Moody Blues did the uh, nights and white satin. Yeah. Did what? Uh, nice and white satin. Nice and white satin. Do, 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 do. Anyway. We skipped the light fandango. Yeah, yeah we the light fandango. It's a great, it's a great line that we skipped. But what's it mean? We skipped the light fandango. Did the miller wheel, turns the cartwheels in the in the sky? Or yeah. Like what's it, what is it all about? It's a good track. But it's interesting that it's got no. It don't make any particular sense. But we just like the way it flows, and we just like the way melody, isn't it? And yeah, we it, like the way it yeah. can. It just goes, and we can all sing along to different songs. It just fits, it, and it's all set to a bark number, apparently. Isn't it? Is it a bark number or a Schubert or something like that? It's, it's a classical piece. The production on uh, it is is very ahead of its time. It, it really utilised reverb. Like yeah. there's a definite like big space in that yeah. song. It's in a big room, it's into big it. wide space. There's lots of layers going on there. Um, it's a brooding song. Yeah, the lyrics add to that, don't they? Yeah, confused. Yeah, do you know what I always think about that when it because it's got references to sinking and uh, the military as a ship was going harder. I always think of the Titanic. Well, they've got like wailing in the background, like screaming as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I don't know. It's it's almost like there's a it's the last song being played on the Titanic. One song. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, as the miller told his tale, this is, I don't know what that it's means. It's a sad song, isn't it? It's a sad, dramatic song. It feels that way, anyway. Well, it's the most played song on BBC in the last 70 years. It's up there with Ken Lee. Oh, Ken Lee! Disco Barney! Oh, classic episode. Go back and find it. It's brilliant. Treat yourself. <laughs> All right. What you got, Wayne? Well, I've got the, I, I was reading some of this week, and I don't know. I mean, I've never heard of the band. I don't know if you guys have heard. And the band's called the Polka Tuck Blues Band. Polka Tuck? Yeah. Oh, is this an American band? American Polka? No. Band? No, they're English. Because Polka was a big. Polka, music. Polka, Polka. Yeah, it was a big thing in America, wasn't it? Yeah. Which still is. The Polka Tuck Blues Band. They got their name. Over, over some um uh, what does what's that oh what's that powder you put on you somebody when you shower um, cocaine no i always really? put cocaine on myself after that uh, johnson's baby powder baby powder Is it baby talcum powder, powder. talcum powder yeah. there we go yeah so it was it, what's that how do you put on yeah, yourself i, I just forgot oh, wait a bit, wait a bit. let's just rewind a bit you go into the shower and choke yourself no i don't do you say i used to take all cloggy i used to well, well my mum and dad used to throw it all over me when i was little. how do you know 
Oh, what do you mean, how do I know? I can remember it. It used to come out like a bloody ghost. It used to come out like a dandy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there was named after a, a, a buckle of talcum powder. Ah. Who were? The Polka, the, the Polka Talk Blues Band. Polka Talk Blues Band? No, the Polka Talk Blues Talk. Band. Because it was that What's was that it? got to do with talcum powder? Talker. Talk. Because they got the name from the talcum powder. That was the name of the talcum powder. What polka or yeah, talk? Both. It was the. It was called polka, pol polka talk powder. Okay. So, Either way, so they got thing, and I'm not aware of it. They they got the name from this talcum powder. That, okay. That, right. that the lead singer saw, and thought, "We'll call us going to band after that." Edgy. Anyway, it didn't last long. And they changed the name to Earth. Paste. Who? Earth. Earth. Earth, as in the oh, planet Earth. that we live on. Okay, sorry, I can't hear you. Earth. So the uh, then change. I then change the name to Wind and Fire. They then add a it. With, I know what's coming. They it. then add a it with Earth. Yeah. They had a hit with a song called Black Sabbath. Correct. Where they actually changed the name to Black Sabbath. Yeah. Right. Now this is why I'm confused. Because I don't remember or ever heard of a, a talcum powder called Polka Earth or Talker Earth. But as soon as you said Earth, yeah, I know you're on about. Yeah. Apparently, so it's an English band from Midlands, and they know a talcum powder that I've never heard of. Yeah. Apparently, they, <laughs> you're big in the talcum. I'm big. I'm big in talcum powder. Yeah. You ask anybody. When they all tell when, you when they all got together, I, the... I walk into many places and they say, "Now then, Jeff, is it talcum oil?" And they say, "Talc, please." <laughs> Apparently, they couldn't think of a name for the band. So when they all went on that night, when they got together they the next day, they all had to come up with a name for the band. Talk. And Ozzy went and got in shower. And when he was getting when it was get, when it was getting dried, he saw this bottle of his mother's talcum powder outside, and it was called Polka Talk Talcum Polka Powder. Talk. And he thought, what a great name. We'll... Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. The polka, the polka talk blues. So Ozzy Osbourne could have well been like a prog rock. Yeah, or Ozzy could come up with that. Yeah, and it, well, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then it, I think it lasted. Did it last something like one, one or two days? And then they went to uh, Earth. <laughs> I think they had one or two days. Yeah, they had one gig or something like that under the polka talk band. Well, it doesn't really count, does it? Uh, well, how, long did, how long did Earth last? Seven hours. Uh, no, <laughs> quite a few months. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think it lasted a year, but it lasted it, quite a few. About when when about, you said Earth, I know you were on about uh, then. Seven, seven yeah. months. And then they did this massive hit, that they had a massive hit with um, a track called Black Sabbath. And it was that well, big of a hit, they decided to change the name to Black Sabbath. So they didn't change the name until after the hit. Mm. Or Black Sabbath. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Well, no. They had they had a track called Black Sabbath with Earth, and then they changed the name because it was very popular and it was doing well. They changed the name to Black Sabbath, then redid it as Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Right. And then that's when that's the song that you will hear is yeah. the Black Sabbath, not Earth. Although it is. I'm glad they didn't start out with the name Pixies Wear Boots. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> But did you know Tony Iommi also spent, uh, he left Black Sabbath, before it was Black Sabbath, when it was Earth, he left them to go to Jeff Rotel. Did he? And he was a guitarist with them. For, no, for well, this, this is one of these urban 
And it's, no, it's true. He, he were asked to go and join Jethro too. Well, he did. It lasted four days. He did one Yeah, four gig. days. He, he didn't did, actually do anything with them. He did three rehearsals, one gig, and then came back and said, it's not for me, that lad. No. Uh, did he actually play a gig then? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he'd played a gig because I, I, uh, I, what I played one gig. gleaned over years was that he just went over. He asked, he were asked to join them. He, he, he were asked if he would like to jump on board. And, and at that time, they were doing quite well. Well, that's when Earth became Black Sabbath because when there was Earth and then when Tony Iommi left, he did three rehearsals with Jeff O'Toole, did one gig, and then he come back and said, I've packed in. I don't like it. It's not for me. It's not my type of stuff. Yeah. The body, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> we've got a lead singer that stands on one leg and yeah. plays the flute. So what we're going to do is I'd sooner have Ozzy Osbourne that stands you... on one leg and falls down. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to reform the band? And they all said yeah. And then uh, Giza Buckler said, "But we need a new name." And Ozzy went, "Yeah, we do." So as biggest state under Earth was well, Black Sabbath. Right, well, yeah. you've got to trust Geezer because he's actually the brains behind the outfit. Yeah, he apparently is. He wrote yeah. a lot of their tracks. He wrote them all, basically, didn't yeah. he? So, yeah, so that's how Black Sabbath become Black Sabbath. And he started had, off as yeah. the, the, and the, let's the, face it. the Polka Tough <laughs> Blues Band. He's got to be the best person there because he ain't got the smiley faces on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> like Ozzy has. Ozzy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, when he went in Nick, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Smiley faces on his knees. He still said that the best job he has were in at, um, oh, God, I um, can't remember the name of it. Grave digging? No. Uh, I forgot what they call them now. Uh, I'm going to blank. I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. Abattoir. Abattoir. Yeah, when he worked in Abattoir. That, that's his best job ever. He says it was brilliant. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Lead singer with Black Sabbath? Well, abattoir? He says Abattoir, what best job he's ever had. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you believe that? Well, he says it in his words. Well, I mean, I like Ozzy, don't get me wrong. I mean, the bloke's just coined it in for the last five or six years off of tickets are sold. That he's been keep cancelling gigs on, hasn't he? Mm. He's not in good He just decided to pay him. No. Oh, yeah, I've retired, so I'm going to have to pay this money back now. Well, No, he's got interest on it. Yeah, I doubt. Is he still moving it. to Birmingham, or has he moved back there? No, apparently not. He, he don't want to. Why not? He says he don't. He, do, he, he doesn't want to come. Sharon wants to come back, apparently. Right. But Ozzy's now said no. When has Ozzy ever done what he wants to do, yeah, sure. and not what Sharon wants I, to do? I, I would imagine Sharon will get. They will be moving back to Birmingham. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so haven't they got like a TV show announced? Like they're going to be back doing the. Osmond. They've redone the yeah. um, Osborns, aren't they? In Birmingham. Yeah. Really? Where they're yeah. going to be moving back to Birmingham? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, great, love it. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing anyway. that's going to be coming. That, uh, lined I, wonder, up to... I wonder how much of that is staged. But he's he's now saying that he doesn't want to come back to Birmingham and live. Well, I, I mean, he'll probably want to come back, but because he's he realised he that it's want, not changed. He doesn't. Probably, yeah, he doesn't want to come back and live back in Birmingham because, like he oh, did. I don't know, what, 12, 18 well, months or something like that. Well, it's he not as warm. It's not as warm as where he's coming, leaving from, is it? I mean, he's not a very well man. Oh, he's not a well man, no. That might be a lot to do with it. He could might... do it in HS, though. But, yeah, well, <laughs> he'll still get it out there. But it? Yeah. He can get an HS out there? Well, yeah, because he's still English, isn't he? He'll just come back over here if he needs help. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's how it works. No. Yeah. Plus, is, there, is Richard is, to is, go private? Is, is he English? He, yes. Well, that, then he's, then he's, he's... Well, he might have uh, dual nationality. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. But can you see Ozzy Osbourne 
We're on AHS. Walking into your local hospital and saying, I'm sorry, but can you fix this? They're going to say, well, okay, we'll put you on a waiting list. They're going to go private. Well, of course they are, yeah. But it could. And then it's going to cost them X amount of rupees. And then he's going to say, well, I could have paid that in America. I got it done last week. No. Health insurance is a lot more expensive in America, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, if they're going to go private, it makes some difference, though, doesn't it? I suppose. No. I don't think he's... Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's doing all right. He's, well, he's not, actually. He's, he's not well. well he's, 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 financially, 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 he's pretty secure. Financially, he's very well, but as a, yeah. a health guy, he's not. A, no. But he is not of an age where, and the lifestyle he's led over the last five decades, he's lucky to be here. Have you seen that clip of him where, I, I can't work out if it's a spoof, and it's from the 80s, and he's wearing a leopard print shirt, and they're talking about him, and he's like, Yo, yeah, it's it's like... I don't, I don't do any of that anymore. And it, and it cuts to him pouring a glass of orange juice, and it, and he's pouring a glass of orange juice, but he just, he just throws this orange juice over the table. It cuts back to him. Oh, that's a bit of a, yeah. I think it's a bit of a spoof on himself there. It, but it's, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Because the, he, he to being clean for quite a number of years. There's a thing when he, when he, when he was doing the Osman show, and there's, there's like some sort of a scene where they say, "Do you want a glass of water?" And he goes, "Water." What's that? I'm sorry, what was that? Sharon! He's asking me water! But he, but he looks genuinely perplexed by yeah. the question of water. He has got a sense of humour, you know. I know he has, but I don't know if it's Daniel Day-Lewis at, at acting. Nah, he's not a good actor. No, but he has got a sense of humour because he's... Oh, busy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you're seeing. He's taking... No, I, I, I think he was genuinely confused by the word water at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I generally do. I, I, like I've seen acting. Just uh, <laughs> so, do you think their next step Sharon! is is to do what a lot of artists are doing now, and that is to sell his back catalogue. Back catalogue. Mm. Well, yeah, that, well, that that seems to be the in thing at the moment. Well, is he going to make any more money oh, out my, of his current, his current state? Um, is he going to? No. Well, yeah. It's not, is he? No, I no, I think I, I, I think that's run a line down, aren't it? It's come to a, a full stop. So I can foresee him. But what about that, this? Is assuming about, that he owns his back catalogue. Well, if he owns his back yeah. catalogue, I can see him potentially selling it. Because what benefit is it to him? He can't. He can't take it with him. If anything, if he sells it, he gives the money to his family. They. So if he sells his back catalogue, would you? get the Ozzy Osbourne back catalogue or would you get the Ozzy Osbourne era of Black Sabbath in with that or would you say Black Sabbath would be a different uh, I don't know if the consumer era. cares what but are, you, are you talking about the consumer's point of view? no no I'm on about the selling right so if he so if Ozzy says right I'm going to sell my my entire back catalogue right would but bear in mind the Black Sabbath band is Tony Iommi. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. So, it, so would it, he be able to sell Ozzy Osbourne's it will Black be, Sabbath? It will be Ozzy Osbourne's. It will be whatever he owns that he can sell. It, and, I mean, he might have the, the ownership rights of Black Sabbath, but maybe the name, because she can't buy, like, names and stuff. Yeah, and, and Sharon's quite business savvy, but, like, he can only sell what he owns. So he owns Ozzy's... But in that thing, that, yeah, well, it doesn't possibly, Aussie, because didn't they come back? 
that's right. Don't, don't they own or didn't, didn't Sharon set up the Monster of Rock thing? Isn't that something that he owns? She owned that name for quite some time, yeah. but I think she gave it up after a while because not Monster of Rock don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. It became download. download. So does yeah. she own that? Does she own I don't download? know whether she owns that or not. I think he's heavily I, affiliated I actually with think it, that... He's heavy, heavily affiliated with download. Yeah. Oh, does she it... probably is, yeah. She's does... quite good at being the old... You, there's a lot about the Osmonds you don't know, and a lot of it is because of uh, Sharon's business, sadly. If Ozzy was to sell his back catalogue, what would he be selling? Would it be Ozzy Osbourne, or would it be Black Sabbath, or would it be... No, well, he could sell his own, because he got uh, Diary of a Madman with Randall Rhodes and all that back in 84, was it 86, something like that. He could sell all that, because that is his. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, would you class his back catalogue as the black sabbath era it depends well. you can only because sell I, what you own well i own it was the it was i his band wasn't it no it was well okay he's, he's, well that in he's, theory he set the band up no but when they wanted to come back and they did uh evan and l uh sharon made i me relinquish the rights to black sabbath when he fixed deal with well that this is where I'm leading. So that's what I'm saying is, so does Sharon own the rights of Black Sabbath? No, no. I think there's slight confusion here. What are they selling? I know they're selling it to. What, what, what are you on they about? might not be selling. No, well, what are you on about selling? What, what we're saying is, is has Ozzy now got to a, a state where he, like a lot of artists are doing at the moment, they're selling the back catalogues. So, right. So if okay, I, so but... let's say I'm going to buy Ozzy's back catalogue. Yeah. Would I get Ozzy Osbourne's back catalogue? Or would I get Ozzy Osbourne's back catalogue, including the Ozzy Osbourne's era in Black Sabbath? Well, it's not that simple. It's not that simple because what is it you're buying? You're buying a track by Black Sabbath. Now, we did more than one track. Oh, but, I know, no, oh, I, know, I, know, sorry, I, know I know they did. I know they did. You're talking about his contribution. I know they did, time. but what you're buying is... There's two parts to the question, really. Who owns the the uh, who wrote the song? So who owns that? And who owns the master tape? So the record label normally owns the master tape. If they don't, then it's the, they've done well because they've bought the master tape, or or they've they've written a contract with the, with the record label that owns the master tape. Whoever owns that owns the publishing rights. Whoever wrote it. Gets a cut. Well, it's so, a piece of booklet, isn't it? Yeah, he, probably. He, he Depends. I don't know. I don't know who wrote every song on it. He if wrote the, about 95% of their songs. If they've had, in the early days, like a lot of bands do, they've had, oh, we're all going to be mates together, we'll all get equal rights to this, we'll all get equal equal share, they might have done that. We don't know. If it was Geezer Butler that wrote everything, then all they're doing is buying Geezer Butler's rights to them songs. They're not buying Ozzy's because he had not to do it. If Ozzy sold his back catalogue, that means he sells... He might have sung them, but he had not to do it. He sells um, any right to claim financial reward from any historical work he's done because he's passing everything over to whoever's bought it, right? So if, mm -hmm. if, if Ozzy gets paid for singing Razy Train or whatever, that will get that will get sent to the person who's bought it. Is that right? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Say that again. So if Ozzy sings on a song on Black Sabbath, right, and he yeah. gets paid royalties for singing on that song, if he sells his royalties, if he sells his royalties, does that go to the person that's bought the bought the rights to the song? Thing. So I imagine it does. But I, imagine it? I imagine he sells everything. So that buy the back catalogue of anybody. You're buying it off 
A, the person who wrote the song, and the person who owes a master tape. It's complicated. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and both of them aren't necessarily the same person. Like I said, the record company normally owes the master tape. Any savvy band will have bought or will have withheld the master tape. And not a lot of them did. Because it's all to do with the publishing rights, because that's where the money's earned. If you own the publishing rights, that's how you generate the cash. If you if you wrote the song, then obviously you've got to get a certain percentage of, of the sales rights to that. And this is where it gets really complicated, because you get people that will have assisted in the writing of that song. Now, it might be some record producer, it might be some record executive that suggested a keyboard player, and he will demand a writing credit for that song because he's suggested a keyboard player for that band. This is how complicated, not in the early days, but it, it got, as it got that way, that's how complicated it got. If some A&R man said, well, I think you ought to have uh, uh, Nigel Scoggins playing keyboards, then he'll claim his percentage for that sale. Off a who, though? Sorry? Or would, or, or would they claim off a how do you mean? Or they claim? Well, you, you, you've just said that they would they would claim for the for a percentage. All oh, right. Okay. Their, so right. Who would so they claim off of. It's not like an insurance claim. claim. It's not like an insurance of. claim. It's like if you're purchasing something off. Uh, uh, right. Well, pick any song, and it's been wrote by two people, and you've got a couple of uh, record executives that's claiming. Uh, a percentage of that sale because they recommended so-and-so or they advised so-and-so and they've got publishing credits for doing that. They can't just say, well, I, I said, that, you know, we should use this. It's got to be actually on the, on the yeah. not necessarily on the sleeve notes, but it's, it's got, got to be in black and white, black and white down. that yeah. they have got publishing credits for that song. Right. And if they've got publishing credits for that song, they are entitled to uh, remuneration money for that sale of that song. They've got an equal equal share in it. So like if Ros has never sang, never never got any writing credits for any of the songs that Black Sabbath. Well apparently he wrote the lyrics. Well if he's wrote, if if he's done anything. He wrote the lyrics for two songs or as he says, I got told I wrote the lyrics for two <laughs> songs. But I can't remember no, ever writing. No. Well, it's like the first two albums, and I can't remember, Diary of a Madman and what songs about. his first two solo albums, Diary of a Madman and Bark at the Moon. Is it Bark at the Moon? Uh, if you read the sleeve notes on that, he published them. Oh, I don't remember publishing it. I can't publish a good fart. That's yeah. a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to apologise in advance for anyone listening to that because anyone Imagine. would think he's from Devon, but he's not. <laughs> but no, he's... He, um, he's it says that he he wrote two songs, but he can't remember writing the lyrics for two songs. I can't the key remember, phrase is... I can't remember what. Add a word, change a word, get a third. Ooh. I can't remember what the songs were. I want to say War Pigs were one of them, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. I can't remember if he came what, up with a line within War Pigs, I can't remember. then he would have been credited he, with writing credits. So then he would have been entitled to a share of, all the lyrics of the sale of it. He can't remember it. Anyway. By the by, no, it's, it's an interesting point. No, I just thought, you know, would if you bought Ozzy's back catalogue, would you get the years of the albums with Black Sabbath, or would you get 
Aussie's back catalogue as in Aussie Aussie. Well, like I just said, because he's claimed to have produced the first two of his albums, he might he might claim to do more, but he, he don't he don't it's just like he said he can't produce a fart. It's all marketing from, from Sharon. Yeah. Whose back catalogue would you buy? What, Sabbaths or well, Aussie? Anyone, anyone. For what reason? What? what? Why are you buying it? Because you like them or to make Well, I, I guess make anyone, money. there's only make one money. reason people yeah. are going to buy it. You can, you can like them and be a fan. If you buy it, you're going to want to make money out of it. Right, so if you're going to make money, you've got to be, you've got to be looking at people like Michael Jackson. Well, be careful, because out of the two, what we've just been talking about. Oh, right. No, he says... I'm just saying in general. Is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah, general. I took Black Sabbath and also... No, no, any, no anybody. Oh, I'd, general. I'd look at... Now, you're Be saying Michael Jackson. I'd but... look at Michael Jackson, Beatles or Michael, Elvis Presley. Michael Jackson doesn't get played as much as he used to. He doesn't no. matter, but... But why? He's still... But why? It's still a massive back catalogue that yeah. men... I mean, this thrill is still the number one selling you, album you, You've got a lot of money to buy it back off with the people that own it. Well, Sony. Michael so, Jackson owns Sony. Sony or Michael, Michael Jackson and CBS on it as well. Is it CBS? It's like saying yeah. to Paul McCartney, but that wouldn't but you they, like to own your back catalogue? Doesn't he own it back? I think he owns it again. They got it back in 2018. But he yeah. says if you could buy it, they lost any. it in 1967. You, wasn't that because? Wait, I'm sure. No, I don't think 1969. No, 1969. No, I thought that's why that was one of the contributing factors why the Beatles split up. No, Alan Klein was it got involved. No, I, I thought so. Paul owned it. And they sold it. Something happened, wasn't it? Because I remember Paul said that he was talking to Michael Jackson when he, he, he did the. Oh, that's weird. No, we're talking weird. I know, I know. But he, he, so somebody, they must have sold it because they needed some money. But Paul said to Michael when they were doing the, the song, The Girl is Mine. The King is Publishing. And she was, it, that's the song where he's like, No, man, you're lying. She's mine. Um, but, and Paul was like, You could buy that and then I'll buy it off you. But yeah. then Michael was like, no, I'm keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he's had I, this conversation with, you know, you were talking the other week about Michael Jackson again into business. Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. And it was Paul McCartney that were leading him Yeah, about buying publishing rights to certain songs, per people's back catalogues. Uh, and he outbid him to get the Beatles back catalog back. Yeah. And Paul McCartney got upset about that because I thought you were a mate. I was trying to guide you, and you, you just stuffed me with my own stuff. And he got really pissed off about it. As you would. So it ended up, yeah, as you would. So Michael Jackson ended up buying the, the back catalogue of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he got skinned, as it turned out, and he had to sell it to Sony. Yeah. But, he had to sell it to Sony. But they would be the three I would, if I could buy any back catalogue, I'd even look at Jacko's. Beatles or Elvis. Well, they're going to end you a lot of money, but there's a lot of catalogues out there that were going to end you a lot of money anyway. Why Why do these companies buy back catalogues? Why, why Why? do they do it anyway? Because they're going to earn a lot of money. Because, yeah, it's just... But they don't seem to sell them. Well, they don't sell it under them. No, no. Why would they spend 150 million, 200 million on somebody's back catalogue and sell it back on. It's because they get to sell it for commercial rights. So David Bowie's estate sold his, his music rights and now you see it in used in films, you see it used in adverts. Well, he's, he's, he's catalogs worth. Of gaming things yeah. and all sorts. Yeah, he's yeah, worth $250 million. Who's? Bowie's. No, he sold it for $250 million. Yeah, sold yeah. it for $250 million. Yeah, well, way back in the day. Way back in the day. Bob Dylan and Tina Turner sold theirs for $300 million. Yeah, way back in the day. 
Now, uh, now, now, what we've got here is you've got, why did they do it? Beatles did it for a billion. Yeah. Why did they do it? Because they were, well, they did it because they want money. Well, you look, you look at people. The reason I asked this question is. Apparently, the, 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 one of one of the main reasons why the, why the back catalog selling has gone up uh, with various artists why they're selling that now is because they are saying it's to cover the lost revenue by COVID. Well, COVID. yeah, because yeah. because while while ever COVID was here, they lost that much revenue in gigs. Yeah, but a lot of these people weren't gigs. I don't buy that. No, I don't, I don't buy that. that. And it's saying that because nah. of COVID, they lost that much money. That if anything, people if are going to this, be listening to music more on if, streaming and stuff. This, this, they sell the back catalogs to cover the money that they I got cobblers due yeah. to COVID. That's why the there's an increase in music artists selling the back catalog. Well, listen, I mean, that's, that's a good standpoint that they can take, but I don't think it holds a lot of water. The one that I found odd is the <laughs> Justin Bieber one 200 million into your into your bit young to sell a back cat oh, this yeah. is my point Wayne Don't hold, this is my point if, and, and all What's these artists all these artists that, that, five tracks all these artists that have sold the back catalogue right you get people like Justin Bieber that sold it for 200 million 250 million whatever it were I don't know it's, it's what is the 30 year old um, what is it 30 year old is it, is it that I don't know it's no not idea. it's not going to make it that much difference to him is it because they only sell it up to a certain date so they might have he might have sold his back catalog up to 2020. he can still perform them records mm. but anything else after that is his so he can still get get credit for that and get royalties for that anything prior to that obviously he sold it so he can't get anything from it but he's already made 200 million so he's he's, he's quids in you can probably make more money off it by investing it yeah and, and plus the fact that what happens is they they can they get uh they get taxed on it each year they get taxed on the revenue that they've earned so if it's capital gains tax it's less than income tax so if you've got all your royalties have come to 15 million so we say but these these are for the top end artists so if all your if you've earned 15 million let's call it 10 million just to be awkward if you've earned 10 million off all your uh back catalog in that 12 month period you will pay X amount of tax on it, on, on income tax, or, or on capital gains tax. You'll pay less, or is it the reverse? I can't remember now. If, it, if it's income tax, you'll pay more. If it's capital gains, you pay less. And they sell it for tax reasons. They invest and buy, buy shares in companies because that's the avoidance of tax. You can get taxed on cash, but you can't get taxed on, on shares. Yeah. So they'll reinvest if, it. If, if, if you type in Google, why does why does music artists today sell their back catalogue it comes up with mm. because of lost revenue due to uh COVID. because I, they've lost that much money i can see that and, and, i can see that but i mean i'm not saying it's right or people, wrong i'm just, it's just a wrong. lot of it's, it, i can see that why they've said it but if you look at this when they sold the catalogues a lot of people sold the catalogues before COVID. Well, Justin Bieber sold is is he sold it last month, well, three weeks? Last, no, I think it's last eighteen oh. months. But you've got people like Tina Turner. She didn't put she hadn't produced all since nineties. Well, she sold hers about three, four weeks, three, two, three, four weeks ago. No, I before that. It wasn't. It, 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 well, it was about three weeks ago. 
What three hundred million she got for it, yeah. and it's she sold it about three weeks ago. You've got you've got all these you've got a lot of people that sold it three years ago. A lot of these figures because this started about four or five years ago. Well, it didn't actually. It started in the sixties, but it's got popular. I mean, Huey Lewis in the News sold his back catalogue for twenty million. Hep to B Square. He's not going to produce any more music because he's gone deaf. So why why would he why would he not sell his music? Yeah. Well, I don't know about you two, but I'd like to know what the listeners think. Well, I would, yeah. I would. What do you I mean, think? I, no, I think this is a hot topic. And I think there's a, there's a why they are buying it. Where are they getting this music money from to spend 500 million on Bruce Springsteen's back catalogue? Because maybe they were born to run. Maybe they were born to run. You're missing. Anyway. <laughs> 500 million. 500 million on Bruce Springsteen's back catalogue. Yeah, and wow. you can see where they're going to put it into every film, every PlayStation game, every th commercial. They're going to promote it and push it and push it. But you I mean, know why, don't you? Also, I think of it this way. There'll be you know why they do that? There'll be a film. Because you were born in the USA. Ah, there'll be a film. There'll be all sorts. So there'll be lots of longevity out of it. Yeah. They, not, they don't do it because they're not going to make any money back. I guess and this you, comes... And you've answered the question to this way, why they do it. A few weeks ago, you asked... You told us about the figures that the record companies earned. Mm. What was it? $21.6 billion. $21.6 billion, of which was made up of 67% of uh, yeah. streaming, 67, downloading? 68% of streaming, yeah. That's where they earned the money. It is now, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. If it were record sales, wasn't it, or CD yeah. sales, or tape sales, or whatever you want to say. They don't no, buy it because they're trying to promote the artist. It's now buying it because... To do with Apple Music, Spotify, all the streaming. Music, yeah. All them streaming. Makes uh, a lot, a lot it, yeah. of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way of making money. Which is... I guess that the the, the reason why they're buying the, the rights is that we'll never know. It's, it's, it's a lot like the Egyptians and the pyramids. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And on that note, no, it's not. We bid you farewell. Uh, or can I buy your rights to this podcast? No. No. Okay. Oh, nice. he's saying that I own it. Great. Have a nice night. <laughs>